1: Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate.
0: This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips. And share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at Clip it TV. Hey, everybody, John Barcher checking in again. And I just got to say, what a week one it was for your Philadelphia Eagles. Kirk Coupon showed up just like I thought he would, throwing worm balls, being inaccurate, and the Eagles get out with a win. And I know some of you might be looking at your fantasy lineups from this weekend and be getting a little disappointed. There's a lot of guys that got dinged up already. Maybe your fantasy season is all over, but not to worry. DraftKings is here for your one-week fantasy football, and this Sunday, they're doing it again. DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 Pick'em contest that is totally 100% free. Pick'em is the newest way to play one-week fantasy football. Drafting your teams is faster than ever. DraftKings has organized players into eight tiers, and all you have to do is select one player, from each tier, you can choose from public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of friends. And DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill level. The best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. So get to DraftKings.com right now and use the promo code BGNR to play in DraftKings free contest with $100,000 in total prizes. This. Sunday. That's promo code BGNR to compete for your share of $100,000 in total prizes. The contest is totally free to enter, so why wouldn't you try? DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Tip squad. Next Level. BGN Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the next level. The Crim della la Crims. Ron Davenport, Barrett Brooks, linked with BGN. Next level boys breaking down the game of the podcast. Out, but they not the same. TD the fly one. Peep the suits and the wingtips. Honest opinions from the Gibsons to the Winces. I'm left handed. Barrett Brooks, got my blind side. Super Bowl winner. See the game from a champ size. Route concepts down the techniques in the trenches. You want to learn football? And tune in and listen BGN Radio, Next Level Podcast You thinking about discussing the Eagles? Better stop that From senior bowl workouts to the draft Down to training camp Breakdowns of all 22 They the best at that Special insights, giving sight to the blind So sit down, push play, and when they done Rewind, Next Level
2: Here we are A day late, but hey, it's better late than never I'm Teron Davenport here with Barrett Brooks. You are about to go to the next level. Yes, the upper room. You know how <laughs> we do. Check me out on Twitter at T Davenport underscore NFL. Barrett. At B Brooks72CSN. Check us out. This is what we do. You know, fresh from CSN Studio. You know, I did PST, you did quick slants, so and now here we are to talk about this game that we have coming up. Uh, Eagles against the Chiefs. Just real quick before we get into this game, any points or things that that you wanted to pull? Because I didn't really get to talk to you about last week's game. So anything in particular you wanted to pull from that and move towards this upcoming one? Yeah, man. How about we won? I mean, I know it seemed like we lost,
3: but we won. You know, we've been breaking everything down. Everybody's talking about the negative, but we won this game. The Eagles learned how to win this game, and that's a point that we haven't really focused on. A lot of people focus on listening to all the media, listening to what everybody's saying. It's like we lost the game. Now we won the game. We had a young quarterback go out there and do his thing. Your young boy, your son, went out there and played, showed that he belongs here. And, you know, the defense stepped it up, even without Darby, their fastest DB. So, I mean, it's it's, it's the fact they learned out of one. They had some opposition against them. They went out there and they still demoed. So, yes, they won.
2: Yeah, career high, 86 yards for Nelson Aguilar. Yes, my son, TD Jr. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, just what I would pull from this game is not as much from an offensive perspective. I think the defense. No question. There's A, no question. Three turnovers, and one of the things that you have to do in every game, but on the road especially, you win the turnover battle, and if you're able to get your offense more opportunities to get the football, not to mention get the game winning, the game sealing, no question, uh, sack strip, and, and you know I want to ask you about that too because you know Flats he, he picked up the ball and. You know, it was He looked like an a, athlete, man. It, yeah, it was a rare opportunity. I, I know, you know, the big guys, you guys don't get the chance to touch the football a lot, man. But then he looked, he turned
3: around and looked and saw it was an offensive <laughs> line. He's like, Oh, there's no way in hell I'm he's catching me. Him. Yeah, he, I'm <laughs> gone, you know. And then he turned around and said, I do a show on him on Monday nights uh at, at Chickie and Pete's. And uh it <laughs> he turned and said, Oh, no. Then he looked at the big draw, Oh no, he's not catching me. I'm I'm scoring this. He said, Yeah, I felt like an athlete I said, come on, Cosman." man. He said, yeah, I'm an athlete, man. I, 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 I tried to tell you, but yeah, I'm an athlete. This, this isn't
2: just going to be the only one. Okay. This is one of many. More that <laughs> come. Said, okay, all right, come. You
3: know.
2: And along with that, you had the four sacks, which if you look at my timeline before the game, I did predict four sacks. But we're not going to get into that too much. No, let's get into that. Say, let's get
3: into Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give list, myself yeah. that, that, that pat on the back, you know. But look at it. You know, um, those sacks were generated off game plans. Those were, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, like, uh, I must admit that Timmy Jernigan's sack was just a case of him just whooping his ass, uh, whooping the guard's ass. That that period point Mm -hmm. blank, he whooped him. You -hmm. know what I'm saying? He beat him across his face for the sack. But the other ones were game plan sacks. You know, the one that Fletch had? It was a fire zone. Yes, a fire zone. He had to go out and get contained. And, you know, talking to him, uh, um, at the Players' Lounge, you know, the show I do Monday Monday nights at 7 o'clock at Chicken and Peace, you know, through 94 WIP, it was great because he understood that it's going to be one-on-one. It was game-playing him one-on-one in the outside against an inferior guy he felt as though was the tackle there, Moses. He thought he was an inferior guy. He said he was going to go out there and get a sack against him, and that's what he did. He knew he had a sack that thing and then it was a sack strip. He said he could see the ball playing right there and swiped it. And usually when guys go around they just wanna get the devastating hit. And he said, No, I'd rather go ahead and get the swipe and get the ball out. Because mm-hmm. usually if you take that one second, that gives enough time to get the ball out of his hands. He said, No, I'm not having that out. Swipe, I get the sack. And we get the ball, I had to go time with
2: it. So I mean yeah. gate
3: you know, Swartz game planned a lot of these sacks. Even the sack with BG, they sent a blitz. The opposite side, so it's one on one on the on 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 Fletcher Cox and and, and BG side mm. took advantage of it.
2: Yeah, that's what you have to do. So we'll see what happens this this week. Uh, it's going to be interesting and just looking at this team. You know, let's let's start on the offense and and obviously when you look at the offense, the the key to everything what they do is find ways to get Tyreek Hill to attract all of the defense. And they they play off of that. Yeah, that speed is is a a killer, and that's what they use to their advantage. So when you look at Tyreek Hill, uh, you did a really good breakdown. I actually broke down the same play um, on the Eagles wire. So let's talk about – we'll start with the touchdown that he had and just looking at how that whole thing played out. One of the things that we talked about was how they had them stacked and how that allowed uh, Tyreek to get that free release. How do you defend that in that
3: situation? There's nothing really you can do with minus splits. When you have a stack guy like that and a minus split, that means it's it's, it's a, the split is closer to the offensive line. When those minus splits, what they do, and especially the minus split between the receiver, the two receivers, it makes the defense back off because mm-hmm. you don't know which way they're going. Yep. And if you're in the center of that real estate, that means you have more room to go inside, outside. And it puts a defender in a quadrant because because he has to, he can't just tick one side. And you you can go both sides. So when you're far out, you only really got one way to go, right? And this is usually inside. But if you're in the minor split, you're inside, and now you have a two way go. Now that defender, he can't get up on you. He has to back up. He has to, and it forces you to play soft in a sense.
2: Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that uh, about that alignment, you know, how you're tighter to the, the tackle because that's one of the things that really separates from a defensive side of things, the the good corners from the great corners because the great ones can move inside and defend that two-way goal. Right. The ones who are okay... Let get me, to use that sideline to their advantage. Yeah, let me get back a little bit and force you to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes it even harder when they're stacked like that. And and folks, the play that we're we're talking about is the 70, I think it was seventy-eight yard touchdown that Tyreek H- Hill had. Excuse me, against the um, the Patriots. And one of the things that they did, Tyreek Hill lined up on the ball. You had uh, Kelsey lined up off of it, and they caught him. And and as you mentioned. They were in cover cover like a cover three yeah, look yeah they were in a cover three shell that means two corners on outside and one safety in the middle of the field and in that type of here's the thing it's it's different positions look at different things to to get to get a key yep right yep. and you know from a receiver perspective I looked immediately of course you look at the safeties but then you look at the corner and the way Gilmore was was squatting. And and it was clear that he was going to funnel everything inside. Right. You know, yeah, so you yeah. got to think, okay, I want to see what happens at the snap. And when the ball was hyped, you saw the safety jet out of there. But the problem was he jetted out of there against someone who has jets in his shoes. Yeah, you know, And speed, it didn't yeah. work. Yeah, exactly. You can't play around. You can't be cute
3: when you're dealing with speed like that.
2: Exactly, exactly. And, and what ended up happening, I mean, you know, you did a good job of explaining it, too, how – that cover two for the corner shifts to a a, a man type of assignment. Right. And you got to run with that guy. And when that guy that you have to run with is Tyreek Hill, you cannot run sideways. You cannot have your eyes in the backfield. You need to turn and run with him. Get and on Gilmore your and horse. Do that.
3: Exactly. You got to get on your horse, you know, because, I mean, if you look conceptually at, at, at cover two, well, what it was was they lined up in cover three trying to fool Smith, Alex Smith, into thinking it's cover three. Right. Well, you can't play around like that. You can't play games like that when you have elite speed on the outside. So with that stack on the opposite side of that safety, I knew from the lineman of safety, because as an offensive lineman, you got to know where the blitz is coming from. So when I look, I say, oh, that's safety, but he's a little too far over and he's flat-footed. If he was, was going to play that center field, he'd be in the center field and he'd be in a, more of a staggered stance because mm-hmm. he has to cover both sides. But right. I mean, He was flat-footed because he's going to cover one side. So I knew that that safety had to get his butt back to cover two, but that I mean, you can't play because Tyreek Hill is so fast that once you turn and run, he's gone. Yeah. He's faster than you when you run next to him. Let alone if he has a running start at you. So by the time he got back, it was too bad. It was too fast because when he's even, he's leaving. And then that corner that is supposed to sit, so he's supposed to squat in the in the flats. Mm-hmm. But when somebody comes into your zone and they're running a straight go route, you, you to have go. to latch on to him. You have to latch on. So essentially. On a go-ride, it turns into man. So it was an out-and-up that turned into a man position, and Tyree Hill was already gone. And as soon as Smith saw that corner bail, he knew he was throwing it up because there yep. was no way on God's green earth that that corner could get back and that safety come back over the top.
2: And just to make it a little more difficult, and I, I love the play design, and there, there were a couple other plays where they really – put it together nicely and I mean I I would love to be able to play in that offense. Oh no question. You you know with the way that they set their guys up and you look like we mentioned you had the stack alignment and Kelsey right off the release Went right into that 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 quick that, post, and he and, and he held the he held that he had to that hold that saf- safety there. That safety was not he was he was hesitate he had to go right with that. He could not come and and, and run with Tyreek Hill, and then just to further make sure everything was right in case for some crazy reason that safety on the opposite hash was going to drop back to Tyreek Hill's side, they had the, the uh, go route on the opposite exactly. side. So it which was perfect play to, exactly, which would hold so him. Exactly. Which would hold him. So everything was – I mean, that play is literally like when you watch – you know, when you play dominoes, you line them up and you, you just – it literally – each thing just kept ticking, ticking, yeah. and ticking, and it, and it worked. <laughs> so that's how you get those big plays. I talked to uh, Malcolm Jenkins in the locker room about that today, and one of the things that he said was it's really just a matter of doing your job. Right. And Rodney McLeod, he said the same thing when I talked to him. He he, he said, you know, that, that speed it kills and they're gonna try to use that speed to get you out of your assignment. And um the next play we're gonna talk about is actually how uh a big play like that could result from someone getting out of their assignment. The the touchdown that, that um Kareem Hunt had. Right. Well it, he had two, but the, the big one that he had, the, the 78 bomb on the pass yard, play, yeah. yeah.
3: You, you when you when you're playing defense and you you're playing defense against guys that are you know really good as far as with speed and one guy with speed and one guy being an athlete in Kareem hunt you have to say assi- assignment correct you mm-hmm. can't you can't waver from your assignment you can't be trying to do something cute and try to disguise something no sometimes you just gotta line up put your hard hat on and play the defense the way it's supposed to be played yep. and on the long touchdown with Kareem hunt the outside linebacker which you know just to be plain and simple, outside linebackers in the 3-4 system are not the swiftest the of foot. They're used more in, in dropping back into zone coverage and rushing the passer. That's usually what their job is. So we're talking about a guy that really isn't a good enough athlete to, to run with a guy like Kareem Hunt. So what happened was that linebacker had him man-to-man on the outside. Well, when that happens, you have to, you have to know where your help is, and all of the linebacker's help was on the inside. So when Kareem Hunt took that release, and let's talk about that release. He should have known that that, that that Kareem Hunt was going to um, run on the outside because his alignment was over the tackle. Yeah. You see that? His line was over the tackle. So when he's over the tackle, he's letting you know, I'm going out on a pass route. I'm not standing. I'm not chipping. If he was chipping, he'd be on the inside. Further
2: inside yeah. He was
3: on the outside. So you knew he was going out. So what he should have done, that linebacker should have done, is cut him off, took his shot, and tried to hit him in the backfield trying to get over the top. That way, if he did go on the inside, he juked you on the inside, You would be juking you into the help that he has from his other linebackers and off uh, the safety that was there. But he didn't do that. He let him keep running outside, away from his help, and he's faster than – the cream Hunt is faster than he is. Mm-hmm. So it was, I mean – if I was Alex Smith, my eyes would have lit up like that, too. His eyes got huge. I, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I got him. Got yeah. him. Yeah, Got him. Got And him. threw him over the top, man. It was it was 78 yards.
2: And once again, the play design was there. And one of the things in watching them, I, I saw that the Chiefs like to do is, is allow Tyreek Hill emotion to dictate everything. That jet sweep, yes. That jet sweep. And they motioned him in that jet motion, and you see when you watch the play, you see the safety come flying towards the line of scrimmage. Yep. Well, what does that do? Opens up the middle of the field. Yep. That's where the touchdown happened. <laughs> middle of the field. <laughs> right. So it, it, then in addition to that, you had Jason Kel- or excuse me, Travis Kelsey running that, that crosser route. Um, the way it was kind of set up where Eric Rowe could have gotten back if he wasn't enticed by that crosser. Yep, and he wanted to get on just, as fast as he could. It, exactly, and you know it, it just that play design w- was excellent, and it's a matter of trusting your guy to beat their guy. So you have the trust, the play design, and then the execution. The result obviously is a big play. So you got to shout the Chiefs out for that. One of the other plays that I like that they did, and it, it just goes back to them using motion to allow the defense to declare what they're going to do, and having a guy like Alex Smith who's cerebral. And, and being able to, to know where to go with the football. And it's also a matter of using previous abilities yes. from a guy. Yep. So you look at Demetrius Harris. This is a 6'7", 230-pound safety. He played basketball at Wisconsin-Milwaukee. <laughs> at six, seven, what does he obviously have a good ability to do? Rebound, box out and rebound. So what they did, they set him in motion. And uh, I, I'll show you the play in case you... You didn't see this one, but they sent him in motion, and they they gave him a chance. It, it was like that yo-yo motion yep, where they. Yep. So now the defense declares that they're in man, and then you have the back hooking up over top out of the backfield to influence that linebacker just enough, just a second, yep. to open that window. You let your six-seven power forward box out, and the Go result and is him. a touchdown.
3: And 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 you and, and that's what people don't understand by design. Smith knew he was going to have that route because of that that banjo route because he said, all right, this guy's going to go in and go out and he's going to follow him both ways. That means he's got him man to man. So the likelihood of somebody else coming to bracket him because he's not somebody they would necessarily bracket is slim to none. So what does he do? He throws it directly. He looks at him the whole time. He doesn't just, His eyes don't even no alter nowhere else. He knows he has the big fella right there and throws it right to him coming out of the break for the touchdown. Using the capability of your players the best way you can. All right, I got somebody 6'7". I'm going to put it up there and let them Debo you. And that's exactly what he did. Debo. It was pass interference, too. Yeah. You know, the, but... The, the little, <laughs> little inside
2: spin back, too, unorthodox. But he made it work. Right. So that's another example. And then we'll wrap it up as far as, like, breaking down individual plays. If you remember, there was a time early in the game where they went, they used motion again. They saw that it was a man defense. And then after the motion, they shifted. They had Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and West in the the backfield. Yep, yep. And they motioned West out. The linebacker went with him. So now you're opening up the box, right? You know his man. You open up the box now. You got Tyreek Hill flanking Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey behind him. And then you shift, and Alex Smith lines up behind Kelsey. And Kelsey's an athlete.
3: Right, exactly. Right?
2: So you have Tyreek Hill there, and you just use basic. Just hand it off. Basic uh, uh, option type of uh, running game. And
3: I I didn't think else was going to give it up anyway.
2: <laughs> right. But you have Hill just in case he fakes the pitch, and you get a couple yards, but this is just another way. And by the way, Guess what Travis Kelsey was recruited to Cincinnati to, to be? What's that? A quarterback.
3: Oh, get out of here. Hmm. Guess, guess
2: what he did in high school? Rushed for 1,000 yards as a quarterback. <laughs> this Chiefs team is very well aware of the capabilities that their players have. And this is another example. It wasn't a big play. It could have been a big play, but it was executed very well by the the, um, the Patriots linebackers and, and their defensive end and that they held that outside contain. Tyreek Hill, once again, he wasn't going to be able to do anything. And it's just another way to, to give a defense something to think about.
3: Well, you know, that's just what Big Red brings to the table. And that's what I'm saying. I want to see what that right – at this point, Big Red is is Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and and if you look at it, Doug Peterson is Luke Skywalker. Now, yeah. will he be that guy, you know? Will he be able to go out and, and, and execute better than his master? Can the young Padawan – Take it from the Jedi and see if he can make it happen, you know. I can't wait for this game because a lot of people are counting the Eagles out.
2: Yeah, I I mean, look, I'll be honest. I have the Eagles losing this game, but there's some things that could happen to turn this thing around. You know, Um, when you look at this offensive line, Eric Fisher, you know, uh, uh, Mitchell Schwartz, on the outside, uh, I like the matchup for the Eagles. You, you know, they're, Their they're defense, four guys yes, on the yes. outside. Mm-hmm. You look inside, I mean, Mitch Morris, um, Ron DeVarney, Tardif, I, I, I've i watched him some. You know, he's, he's the import. Um, Fletcher Cox, Timmy Journey, that front four overall, when you look at these two teams, I think it's very clear that that's where the mismatch is, yep. as far as the the front. On both four. sides,
3: yeah. Both both teams.
2: Yeah, and it's gonna. I, I can't wait, and we'll we'll talk about Benny going against Kelsey, but it, it's gonna be interesting watching both of those. So, a, as far as the the offense is concerned, uh, against the the Eagles defense, it's gonna be really interesting just seeing how everything plays out. So much of, of a chess game there. Yeah, you know, and and I'm I'm not gonna take any credit away from
3: Swartz. Swartz, yeah, definitely game planned well enough that you know to to beat this, this um, Redskins team, now we, we're going to see him go against Big Red in his offense. And I'm inclined to say the sports, is, he's, he's ready to roll, man. He's got his horses up front, so he understands he has the pass rush that he's been looking for since he's been here the last two years. He one knows of, that.
2: One of the things that they were able to do to get additional pressure was blitz. And in order to blitz, you have to have that trust in your guys on the outside. So, let's let's look at just some of the things from this defense. Uh, I would say they trust Mills, but do they trust Patrick Robinson? Do they trust... Rasul Douglas in his first game.
3: Well, I think they trust Mills, like a like you said, outside, because I think Mills trusts himself. He understands what his shortcomings are, and he's playing above his shortcomings. He understands that he needs to be intensely into the film. He understands that he has to be very physical at the line, and when given an opportunity to go up and, and, and contest the play, he has to be that feisty player mm-hmm. to go get it. I think they have a lot of confidence in, in, in Robinson, Patrick Robinson, being in the slot. I mean, yeah. he, you know, they were waiting for somebody to go in and take that nickel slot position, and that's exactly what Patrick Robinson did. He went out there and posed his will and won that starting nickel position. You know, he made it so it was clear that he was the best starting nickel that they had. He played well at that at nickel position, so I think they're confident at that. I think on the outside, if they don't move Patrick Robinson on the outside, and I think I'd be more comfortable and more inclined to keep him on the inside. But what I mean, what are they going to do when they got you got McDougal? They got Douglas. I, you know, you could have bought me with a wooden nickel. They didn't bring in Ron Brooks back. I mean, Ron Brooks at this point is still at the crib. In fact, I had lunch with him last week. He's still in the area. I don't understand why they didn't bring him back. He's by far the best corner. Um, if he was on the on the roster right now, he would be the best corner on the roster. I think so. Hmm. But with hmm. health, that's I think that's his biggest issue. Yes, yeah, can healthy. he stay healthy? But as far as skill, man to man playing. He's a really really good player, a really really good slot uh player also. So I I I I would have thought they would have brought him back, but I think they're very comfortable in those guys.
2: He's one of those feisty corners that yeah, I, yeah. I I remember going against guys like that and I always wanted to punch him in the mouth to be honest with you. <laughs> because they they never leave you, you know, and and even on running plays when you try to run them off, you know, they're running with you step for step and they're they're fighting you and you're just like, "Yo, I'm running you off, man. Just come <laughs> with me, man. Like, why do you have to? So I, I understand that with Brooks. Um, when, when you look at just uh, McDougal, I think he's a guy that's strictly inside. But Jalen Watkins, I think they're going to give him a look at left corner. He was one of the ones that allowed them to move Robinson inside. But it goes back again to Corey Graham. And I think when you look at this this week, this is a team that likes to put Kelsey in the slot. Yes. So now you have that size-on-size size matchup, and I know fans hate to to uh, hear Malcolm Jenkins being brought down into the box, you know, as a nickel guy, but this is a week where you could see that. Jim Schwartz has talked about that before, where in certain matchups where they want size-on-size, size, you see Malcolm come. So you sh- could see that three-safety look, and yeah, that's I, what Corey Graham helps right, you with. Right,
3: right, right. And I would be comfortable with that because, you know, I don't necessarily need uh, Malcolm... Worried about anybody but Kelsey. If yeah. you, you, I want to put your best with my best, and I I I think that would be a great matchup between Kelsey, and 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 you know just seeing what what, what Malcolm's done in the past with really good tight ends, you know I think he has a fighting shot to go against him. Yeah, I you mean, know that'll be the best matchup.
2: Look what he did last week against Jordan Reed.
3: Had him frustrated.
2: Eight targets, five receptions, thirty-six yards. Now I will say. Jordan got him on a route, and I'm telling you he he made a move outside, oh yeah, it went, it went it inside. A touchdown. yeah yeah it, it it wasn't uh it was an incompletion, but he was wide open cousins went somewhere else on the left side of, of the field, but you know it happened, so look Malcolm is solid in in that way for for them, um moving on to the Eagles offense, we opened up talking about Aguilar how he was able to get loose. Um, one of the things that they were able to do was extend plays. And Carson showed, and and I I think watching that game from last year to this year, I think that's the biggest improvement that he made was understanding that he could scramble to pass. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... and Keeping his eyes down the field. Exactly, keeping your eyes down the field. And there were some big plays. I think they also did a good job converting on third down. That... Last scoring drive, he was able to find Ertz, um, turn his route up, and he dropped it over the defender. It was like third and eleven. And
3: that's I think that's because they worked on that. You know? Exactly. They worked on scramble drills. Exactly. You know, worked, you, know plat, you know, defense wants to plaster, offense wants to scramble drill. You know, so yeah, I do see that. But they can't make their living off that. He's right. got to learn to stay within that pocket and understand when to throw the ball away. Sometimes, as an offensive lineman, man, you hate a you hate a quarterback that holds the ball so long and runs around there, you know, and, 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 you know, you don't, you don't know where to block the guy, how to block the guy, but Mm. you also love him because you could whiff and get your butt kicked and still have an opportunity for the play and recover because this guy's running around back there, you know, so it's it's a double-edged sword, you know, same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. One of those things.
2: Uh, Let me ask you with, with, with Kelsey, right? This is another week, you know, you got this matchup against Benny Logan and, and I know that's a, an advantage to the Chiefs. So, is this a week? <laughs> hey, look, man, we're gonna call a spade a spade. Is this a week where you would like Ooh. to see Peterson and Frank Wright move the pocket a little more to to get him away from that pressure? I. The biggest thing is they
3: have to establish the run. Say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. If they would have continued to run, Legarrette Blunt would have a whole different outcome of this game. LeGarrette Blount was running well enough that we could keep feeding him. They just didn't give him an opportunity to get lathered up. Okay, he ran for thirty-three yards here, or he ran for seven yards here. That's a first down. That's that's ten yards. Keep feeding them, and I guarantee by, by the third quarter, they're not going to want to go up and pack, tackle a two hundred sixty-pound back, which is going to open up the play action, which gives you an opportunity to keep to match with that because people people understand they think all right they run they run these play actions. Because they're trying to fool the, the the defense. No, they don't run play action. I, and I'm, I'm, and this is literal. They don't run play action to fool the linebackers or fool them into thinking they're running the ball. They run play action as a max protection for them. It max protection. It keeps everybody in. It keeps a running back and a tight end in for protection. That's why they run it. That's like the first play of the game. When, you know, when they run a you know a, a play action, they they haven't ran a ball yet. So when yeah. they run that. They run it because they want to keep blockers in. Plus, it moves the point of, of contact where the where the quarterback's going to be at. It moves him where he's going to be at, where his launch point is within that um, that play. So when you see a, a guy pull, and he might pull up and start block on the outside, you see uh, Carson Wentz fade out there with him. They're just moving a launching point number one and number two is a max protection that they use instead of just keeping guys in. That's what that's that's, that's what they use it
2: for. And it makes sense. And just getting back real quick to to blunt, I agree with you. You know he averaged three point three yards per carry, but again, two hundred sixty five pound back, you're getting your 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 tail whooped all game, and late in the game you start going to that running uh, offense and. A guy like that will wear a defense down. Yes, but sir. what a lot of people overlook, in addition to a hammer like him, you got guys up front firing out. There's a different way you, a different you go mentality. about yes. run blocking and pass blocking. Yes. As a guy who's done that,
3: you let's get into that. Yeah, you're firing off on somebody instead of when you pass block. You're actually is. It's, it's, it's really a submissive way of blocking because you're setting back and you're letting the defense come you're to catching. you. And you're catching the guy. You're you can be aggressive and punch him when you sit back, punch him and strike him. But it's not the same as you're imposing your will when you're running a ball. You're firing off on somebody, hitting them in the mouth, driving them. You're, you're, you're dictating where the point of contact is going to be, and it's a lot different from being – a pass blocker. When you're dictating that, you're coming and hitting somebody in the mouth, you're double team moving them, dumping them into the linebacker, it's a better feeling. You get a truer sense of what the game of football is about when you're blocking somebody like that. When you're out there taking this hard and knee, I'm telling you, I'm blocking you right now. I'm dry blocking you right now, and he can't do anything about it. <laughs> There's nothing like that in the world when you can impose your will on somebody. When you're constantly running the ball, we ain't know you running the ball, you see Laguerre brought back there, 265 pounds, you firing off the Brandon was firing off the ball, hitting somebody. Then you double team him off to the linebacker. You hit the linebacker, you hear him go, oof.
1: Yeah, and you drive yeah. him to the
3: ground, he hit him, go, oof. <laughs> Ain't nothing like that. Ain't nothing like that. And that's the best feeling in the world because <laughs> you're dictating the tempo of the game.
2: Do you guys see the way talking about run blocking gets an offensive lineman fired up? I haven't seen this many fists from Barrett in the over year and a half that I've known him. So. This is what you get when you stick to running the football. I I had someone, I did a, a, a Twitter live earlier, and someone was saying, I was talking about how important it is to run the football, and he said, well, why would you force it when it's not working? It's not a matter of forcing it, it's a matter of sticking to it and allowing it to cook and eventually you'll have that finished product. And naturally, when you watch running backs like Blunt, or even when you watch running teams, the Steelers, when you watch these teams, you'll see those 3- and 4-yard runs become 15-yard runs, a 20-yard run. A seven-yard run, a twelve-yard run now that late in the game,
3: and now that linebacker is getting up a little slower. So when He's, he gets up a little slower, now you run that play action. Now you see the Antonio Bryant running down the field wide, ass open because you've you you your them. will on him. and that's what you need to do. same thing can happen if you keep running the ball, running the ball, and all of a sudden you over the top. Who do you see? Torrey Smith for mm-hmm. six, the long pass play, or 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 you know. And we need to talk about this too, man. My boy Alshon just didn't give me enough this last game, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is a money year for him, man. I expect the bigger things this game coming up here, because he's playing against some top-notch corners this time, I I see him going out there and really dictating that, hey, I'm that guy. I gave y'all, I didn't give you really what you wanted this last game. I guarantee Alshon will be out there this game ready to rock.
2: Two plays with Alshon disappointed me. One, and granted, the ball was a little high. Um, but that's why they got him. Here. That's why but they But that's why him. they got him because he yeah. has that catch radius. That yeah. was the whole – that's his calling card, the catch radius, the contested catches, right, the physicality. Right, 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 He didn't make that catch on a dig route. But the thing that really bothered me the most about Alshon against Brashard Breeland, left corner of the end zone, they gave him that alley-oop. Wentz didn't look anywhere else. He got the ball, and he knew exactly where he was going, threw it up there, and – Alshon is normally Debo, you yeah. know, but Breland was able to get the ball out and that That's could have been a key Alshon, touchdown.
3: Man. That's not the same Alshon that I, I've seen before. Right, right. I've seen him just, you know, yank it and just, you know, and, and look over somebody like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that, man.
2: So we'll see what happens there. I, I do like he, he did have a nice catch across the middle. He had a good catch on the uh, two-point conversion. We'll see what happens. I think they're really going to need to make a concerted. And it's interesting when you look at there. There's certain receivers now. Before I say this, and and I said this earlier on on a different radio show I was on, um, and I just want to make sure I qualify this statement. I am in no way comparing Alshon Johnson to Alshon Jeffrey to Tio to Chad Johnson to Steve Smith Senior, but. When you look at those type of receivers, what's the goal right away? I got to get them the ball so they yeah. stay interested in this game. Right. Randy Moss, I got to get him the ball so they stay interested. That is what they're going to need to do this week. And I understand you don't want to force the ball, but if you want your biggest weapon to stay involved, you got to get him the football. Feed
3: him, baby. Feed him. Feed gotta
2: him. feed him. So yeah. that's something. I mean, you look at targets. Alshon was fourth on the team with target targets. He had seven. Ertz and Aguilar and Sproles had eight targets. They need to get him. Alshon should be in double digits. Yep. Every no week question. he should be in, in double digits. So I understand you want to get everybody involved. You definitely do. But you need to get him established early because receiver is a position where you could, you could get kind of bored if the ball's not coming your Press way. Plus, y'all prima donnas, <laughs> Y'all hey look, man, we want man. the football, right. man. We just we want to find ways to help the team win. Right. More than just blocking, which is another area on those wide receiver screens. They have to get blocks on those. So Bruh. It's it, and everybody's <sighs> questioning Peterson for the play call. Honestly, that that screen to Aguilar that was there. That was some bull. Was it was some bull. Th- yeah. You got no effort from Tory Smith. None whatsoever. None.
3: That was some bull, man. Yeah, it was some bull, man.
2: So we'll see what happens. But one of the other things that you have to look at is Zach Ertz. And Ertz is a guy that you look at the chemistry, you look at finally having a quarterback for the second year in a row. What did you see from from Zach Ertz in in watching that game, and what do you think he could do this week?
3: I saw a comfort level. I saw the same Zach Ertz that I saw the latter part of last year, and that's what I wanted to see. He's one of those guys that later in the season he starts revving up, he starts getting better. Well, I see that in the beginning of the season. He's making a concerted effort to be the go-to guy for for Carson, and Carson is looking for him also. And that's a big thing. You can see the camaraderie those guys have. They're they're in sync with each other. And you need that type of guy. And with the addition of these guys on the outside, opening up the middle of the field, that could be a potent combination working the middle of the field.
2: Yeah, it's going to be good to, see, to watch
3: that develop. No question. I see that. I see I see Kelsey. I mean, uh, I, I see um, I see Ertz being the number one receiver, you know, as far as, you know, reception. He's going to have more reception than anybody else on the team. In the same way that. Kelsey
2: has done yep. that for the the Chiefs. And that's exactly. one of the things. When I first got on this beat, obviously Peterson came here. Um, it was his first year last year, my first year last year. And one of the first conversations I had with Ertz was – about how Peterson's offense, Andy Reid's offense, in the past has featured tight end so much, and I mentioned Kelsey, and you know the numbers that he put up in in fifteen, and I asked him just point blank, you know, is is that something you feel you could do? Uh, are you the same type of athlete? And he said yes. He he was. So that's one of the offense. things that excited him the most. West Coast offense, exactly. Yep. Look, I, when I, I played,
3: everybody I went to, I had I had a uh, I used to call uh, Chad Chad Lewis. I used to call him stick nod because our favorite when we got to the goal line, we knew we were going three twenty two. wide stick nod? And he would run that nod route uh-huh. open every single time. You know that's what the West Coast offense is built on. That 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 uh that good, um, tight end. You know you look at. Brent Jones back with San Fran. Hey, that's where I was so.
2: going, Brent Jones. One yeah. of my favorite tight ends to watch, man. <laughs> he, he, he would labor running down the scene, running those post routes. Like... So they would <laughs> get him the ball. Right. He, <laughs> you mentioned that wide stick nod, and that goes back to something that, that I've talked about ad nauseum when I'm talking about Zach Ertz and how he's able to have the success that he has later in the year and how he should have success earlier this year, the chemistry. That wide stick nod, you, you have to know – where your guy is going to be, and that only is going to come with chemistry because you're throwing to a spot. You're throwing before he turns. Exactly. And you have to trust that he's going to get there. Right, right. So, look, folks, that's the show. As always, this is what we do. We break it down for you. Marcus Peters, just before I get out, one of my favorite corners to watch. I can't wait to see that matchup Ooh. with him against the Eagles receivers. Let's go. Uh, Benny Logan is a mismatch. It's going to be fun watching this this team. The Chiefs are one of my favorite teams to watch just because of the way they play. And uh, I, I look forward to watching this game. Definitely make sure you tune in to us on, on Twitter. You'll see the Clippets that we're doing. Uh, I did a lot uh, last week. I'll continue to, to do them. So stay tuned for those. BGM Radio, make sure you tune into that. that. it app, make sure you download Please that Queen so you Nation, have it. baby. That's the show. We'll be back next week.
3: most willing oh, I was God. available I did whatever whatever they told me to do man you got to make that shit happen man and um, he made it
2: happen I'll give him the props. It's
0: probably just people in general but like why don't I don't understand why you wouldn't fucking dude did, if, this, you're, if you are 60 the 64th man on the roster <laughs> like why aren't you I mean sometimes it's just skill and they don't have it but like man Dude, you know some people just like yeah, I'll, whatever.
3: Dude, they told me they told me one day would what... some something, something happened and our starting center got hurt, and they would start working out. Uh, they start working out centers. I said, "Oh, coach, you ain't got to work out no centers." Bobby Ross said, "What?" I said, "Coach, I'll play center. You don't know how to play center, Brooksy? You're starting right tackle." I'm like, uh-huh. "Coach, just let me try for a second. I went over there, start snapping. Dude, I was the backup center. In less than two hours. No bro. shit.
0: <laughs> They're like, never mind. We got it. Yeah, I'm gonna start, so we
3: didn't. They didn't bring. I was like mad because I don't need nobody else here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need anybody to come
0: here. Anybody else like that? trying and pull a move like that? Like teammates? wise or anything like that? I don't. I just worried. I just worried about myself. I was
3: very selfish. Dog. I worried about myself. I was like, "Oh no, no. that's what I'm saying." I'm just saying, yeah. like
0: any stories that you heard have been like, "Yo, man, no, that do the same thing." Like oh, they're popping all saying, the time. Man, I
3: ain't playing. I'm tired of playing. I, I ain't playing guard, man. I'm going to tackle. Man. I ain't playing guard. I said, "All right, you ain't got to play guard. Don't worry about it, bro." <laughs> I got better you, better you than me. A Couple <laughs> hours later, man, I didn't know you can play guard. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? No, 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 I'm not worried about you, bro. Yeah. I mean, my wife <laughs> likes nice things. <laughs> <laughs> my wife likes nice you things. You like nice things. Right. You yeah, know, everybody yeah. likes nice things. <laughs> yeah, you know.